Hi friends, welcome to Preacher, a podcast designed around the reality that many of our churches are shrinking because we haven't created a place where everyone can belong. And that is certainly something we are seeing these days as churches are moving online and we are seeing who we're seeing on the videos. So if you're seeing that reality in your own church or you've experienced that and left the church, this podcast is for you. Welcome. I'm your host, Jen Hale Christie, and before we dive in, I want to shout out to our wonderfully supportive and encouraging Patreon community. Sarah, Lauren, Dave, Mark, Sheila, and Tom, I think the world of you all, and I thank God every time I remember you. If you are a listener who hasn't yet joined our Patreon community, but you are so here for this, you are listening every week, you love it, you're in, you um, you believe in the mission, now is a really great time. Um, you can join with a support level as low as just $3 a month. I mean, come on, $3 a month. Your support keeps this good work going, so thank you. Links are in the show notes. And now, without further ado, here is our bonus episode. You guys, we are living in a truly remarkable time. I mean, never before has the future been so uncertain. I believe there's not a single person alive today who has ever lived through a time such as this. The world we once knew is no more. And what better time to be dwelling in the book of Acts, a book which retells the exciting days and weeks and months after Jesus was raised from the dead and up into heaven. A book that excitedly shares the good news that God has conquered every sickness and even death. Stories that portray ordinary and unlikely people being the ones to carry the message of Jesus to the ends of the earth. These people were living in unprecedented times. The teacher they spent every day learning from and traveling with and watching perform miracles, he was gone from their earthly sight. The world as they knew it had been turned upside down and was no more. And they had to figure out how to move forward, how to establish new rhythms and find their new normal. May we find ourselves in these stories as we locate ourselves in God's story. In the next few weeks, we will wrap up season three and move right into season four, continuing through those exciting stories of acts. All of that is carefully planned out with sermons already submitted and interviews scheduled. But today, inspiration visited me. This was not planned. I sat down to write a new intro for season four and ended up writing an entire episode. It feels like a bonus episode, so we're going with that. Today is Palm Sunday, and on this day, many years ago, Jesus mounted a donkey or two and clip-clopped into Jerusalem, greeted by crowds of people waving palm fronds and shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! He was on the path that was uniquely his. There was no one who could take his place, no one who could do the work that was his to do. And his was a painful journey. He knew that the road he was on would soon lead to much suffering. The crowds were happy to see him. They were cheering him on. They just had no idea what lay in store. But whether the crowds were cheering or booing, he knew this was his path. Whether people were encouraging him to stay the course or telling him he had gone off the rails, he knew this was his path. Nothing could deter him. And this got me thinking about the path each of us is on. 
and what awaits us in the days and weeks and months ahead. Many years ago, I used to think it was ironic or even cruel when I discovered that God had gifted and called me to preach, but I found myself in a religious tradition that called for my silence. But I believe that when God calls us to something and we pursue that calling, God will be faithful, even if it takes months or years or a lifetime to see it. I used to despair that I couldn't fully use my gifts in service of the church or the good education and formation I had received in seminary. It felt like what started in seminary was this like never-ending pregnancy. Something had been stirred and grown inside of me, and I couldn't bring it forth. I wasn't allowed to give birth to it. While I lamented that I wasn't allowed to preach in church, there was so much ministry I had been doing, whether informally or formally, for years, and would continue to do for many more. I got to preach at University Chapel and other services, at weddings and at funerals. I wrote articles and taught adult Bible classes at church and religion classes in college. I spoke at conferences and sat on panels and presented papers. I preached at churches around the country and eventually in my home congregation. And yet, it has taken me far too long to realize that stepping outside of church ministry nearly three years ago, and then starting this podcast nearly one year ago, none of that was the the start of this creative ministry outside of a formal institution. I have been coloring outside the lines of the religious establishment for as long as I can remember. All of the doors didn't open all at once. Although, I imagine that they would have had I been born a man. And no, I don't wish I was born a man, but I wasted a lot of emotional energy for many years over the assumption that if I had been a man, pursuing this calling would not have been so difficult and the opportunities would have been plentiful. They didn't open all at once, but the doors did open one by one. Now, certainly, the experiences of my male friends from seminary have been very different from my own. Many of them have been employed by churches continuously, preaching every Sunday. My heart used to simultaneously ache for and be terrified of such a life. In fact, between you and me, I remained terrified by the thought of preaching every week until I started doing it every week for this podcast, such is life. At 40, I feel wiser and humbler than when I was 20 or 25 or 39. (laughs) I've been a volunteer at church and I've been a paid minister. I've been a guest preacher and I've preached at my home church. I've had seasons where my calendar is full of speaking engagements and seasons where it is not. I've engaged in ministry that is stamped by the church and ministry that's done out in the world that no one gives the official title of ministry to other than me. But the doors have opened one by one. In seminary, I remember one of my professors talking about the role of women in our religious tradition. He shared the anguish of these difficult conversations among the faculty as they discussed what to do with women in seminary. They were pained at the thought of preparing women for ministry in churches that didn't yet exist, as in churches that wouldn't hire a woman. 
But the reality of not preparing women would nearly guarantee that those churches would never exist. I am so grateful that they decided to teach and train and form and encourage and call out the giftedness of women in the hope, no, in faith, that one day churches would indeed hire them. I just read the book, The Alchemist, which is an enchanting parable, far lengthier, but really on par with something you might find in the Bible, for example. One of the lessons in this book is that when people are seeking their personal legend, seeking to find and live into the work that is theirs to do, the whole universe conspires to help them. Yes, there will be troubles and hardships and setbacks, but if you stay the course and stay faithful, you will reach your goal. I loved this book and I highly recommend it. It was so different from the books that I typically read, but it echoed these deep truths that I've been hearing elsewhere lately. I believe that if you are truly seeking the thing you were put on this planet to do, there comes a moment when things start to click and you realize how you've been working toward this your whole life. And even the things that seemed like deviations or detours or distractions, even those were in some way leading you to this. You realize that you have been preparing for this your whole life, and you never could have imagined it when you were younger, never could have guessed all of the places and jobs and people and experiences that would fill your life. And yet, here you are doing the good work that is truly yours to do. And you realize that you are exactly where you are meant to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to do for such a time as this. I suspect that right now, we all find ourselves stretching and reaching outside of what is normal and comfortable for us. We are stressed and overwhelmed at times and crying in our closets. Last fall, when I officially registered my business with the state of Oregon and committed to continue teaching online college classes and and fill up my days with all of this good work, I never imagined I would also be called upon to suddenly be homeschooling my four children starting in March. I expect all of my parent friends are raising their hands and saying, same. And yet, here we are in a scary new reality, but if we choose, it can also be a brave new world. I believe we will continue to find creative ways to do our work, to connect with one another, and to look after the health of our planet and population. I believe we will discover and eliminate more inefficiencies, redundancies, and waste than ever before. I believe we will value teachers, janitors, healthcare workers, utility workers, and grocery clerks exponentially more, and we're going to figure out how to align their compensation with their contribution. I believe more of us will have the gift of remote work, flexible schedules, and more time with our people. I think the future is wide open and there is no telling what sorts of creative things we're going to come up with. I believe in us as humans, in our capacity to love well, to invent creative solutions, and to overcome what seems impossible. It's more important than ever that we show up and do the work that is ours to do, the thing we were created for. You were created for a purpose. If you don't know what that purpose is yet, that's okay. The time to listen well is now.
There's a good chance that right now, even with as thin as you feel stretched, maybe you're cleaning your house now um, where you used to pay for a housekeeper, you're doing your own yard work, or um, I don't know, you're doing things that you didn't used to have to do. Good grief, you're homeschooling your children. (laughs) Um, So you're feeling stretched more thin, but at the same time, you don't have that commute. You don't have all those unnecessary trips out or all those what really seem like necessary trips out to see friends and do other things. Like we have a little bit more time. Most of us have a little bit more time on our hands right now. And so if you have not figured out the work that is uniquely yours to do in the world, this is a great time to uh, meditate, to reflect, to reach out to mentors and elders and and ask them what they see in you what what sort of giftedness do they see in you and the more you search the clearer it will become the more you will get a picture of the work that is yours to do in the world friends i pray that you are in good health may you this week be surprised by your people surprised by the world As we head toward Jerusalem together, and all signs indicate that it's going to get worse before it gets better, take heart. God has overcome. We are truly in this together, and one day, it is going to get better. You were born for such a time as this. May God grant you eyes to see and ears to hear, feet to move and hands to feel, a heart to serve and a mind to to discern the work that is truly yours to do. Peace to your house. If today you find yourself on the outside, without a seat at the table or a voice in the conversation, may you lean into the truth that you're always welcome in God's community. If you are one who wears the name minister, pastor, elder, shepherd, or are otherwise known as a faith leader, may you extend God's yes to those you might have said no to in the past. May you be emboldened and encouraged to honor the space that God has already created for all. Let's build bigger tables together. If something in you was stirred today, reach out. Hearing from you really does help to shape the future of this podcast. You'll have the greatest impact and opportunities for engagement by joining our Patreon community by clicking that Become a Patron button on our page, patreon.com slash jenhalechristie. And I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook at Jen Hale Christie. Lastly, you would really help others to connect with this work if you would subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next time.